Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. So you have to really realize that, you know, instead of demanding, you are able to respond and model the way that you want to be treated and help your kids to learn those boundaries. So it's it's perfectly okay to be able to say, I am not able to talk to you right now when you're talking to me in this way. So I'm going to walk away and give you a few minutes to calm down and then we'll try again. Or you can even say, I'm really having a hard time with the way that you're talking to me right now and I need a few minutes before I can continue this conversation. And then you're being respectful. You're telling them what your intent is. And you're acknowledging that it's it is about you, but also that you're you you want to hear what they have to say, but you can't hear it in this way. So it gives that gives that space, and it's about the relationship. Remember that part of being controlling is that it is it's all about you. It's all about how it makes you feel, and that becomes more important than than any anything else that we're trying to do. People that are in control can take responsibility for themselves. So they can realize that they made a mistake. So even if you, you know, yelled at your kids or you lost it, you can you can come back around and say, you know what, like it doesn't matter what you did. I I still need to be in control and I'm sorry for the way that I acted. Um and we need to work on this. You know, and so it's I don't want you to go overboard in the shame and the guilt of like, you know, and beat yourself up as a person because I don't want to model that either because I I work with a lot of kids and again you have these kids that when you when they when you do point out a mistake or they make a mistake they go into a, a place of like that they can't be taken out of either where it's like well I'm just stupid or I always mess up or you know it's like this total failure thing and so you've got to also model like that you can own your mistake and we can move on we're working on it we're learning I'm I'm learning too you know and so you're you're moving through it and and um, and dealing with it, so not overcompensating, right, for how for how bad you feel. So um, also, people that are in control tend to not see others as being bad or wrong. Um, you're going to feel more like you're losing control if you're if you're telling yourself that these kids are driving you crazy. Um, you you have to see through that and be able to see the struggle that they're having a hard time. And here's and, and here's how you're going to help. Because if you start asking them like, oh, you're having a hard time. Do you want me to help you? You know, why are you having a hard time? All these things, you know, that we kind of start demanding from kids like, why, you know, why are you taking out on me? It's not my fault you're having a hard time. Um, or pointing out like sometimes I come into a house and that's the first thing parents are like, well, this one here is doing this and this one did this. And, and you know, it's like, you know, what is the point of that? Like, let's talk about how, how we're doing together and what we're going to work through. And if someone's having a hard time, we can just say like, I think they're really having a hard time. So I'm just hanging out close to them today. You know, it's like, you don't have to shame them or, you know, let everybody know in the room how mad you are at that, at that child. And I think a lot of that has to do with how we, how we see behaviors. Like if we really understand that children's behaviors, um, all of our behaviors actually have to do with the internal struggle that's going on has very little to do with us. So that's why it's like, if you're trying to take control of it because you're trying to protect yourself, um, 
you know, it's it's going to be rough because it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It's it's something else going inside. And sometimes we have we can we can identify that and we can work through it. And sometimes we just have to help them. Like I don't know what you're feeling, but we got it. We have these things we need to do, and we have to move forward. So you know, it's helping it's helping them to identify it without without shaming or making them feel bad. Like if you're if you're shaming your kid about having that they're having a hard time because and and they're having a hard time and they did this and they did that and they did that like that's not going to help them feel better. That's not going to help them not have a hard time. And now they have to save face, right? It's like you already identified what they were feeling and how they were acting. And in order for them to maintain their dignity, they're going to probably keep acting that way because now it's going to be even harder to really, you know, come or come out of it, you know, in a, in a graceful way. It's going to take something else to get out of that. So just be careful, you know, and how, how we do that. Um, and that we do it to kids way more than we would do it to somebody else. Like we probably wouldn't, well, I don't know, maybe you might do it to a spouse. I've had some people do that before, but, but in general, like we, we wouldn't do that to, to other people. I wouldn't, you know, like this is my friend and she's really, you know, having a hard time and she's been doing this. And, and sometimes she doesn't call me back and she treats me like crap. And, you know, and, and, and in fact, yesterday she said such and such as this. So I don't even know if she's my friend anymore. Like, that's not how I would introduce, you know, or tell you about somebody. I would hope, like, anyway, if we if it is, then it's something we got some stuff to work on, right? So just you know, instead of seeing other people as bad or wrong or driving you crazy, I think it comes from a really good place if we can realize that people are doing the best they can, and 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 that includes yourself. I know that you're doing the best that you can, but we can always get better. And so let's let's work on this. And and how when you see this that that we have to help people work through this in our in our relationships and our families, then we're coming alongside and we're we're helping in this way. I can tell you're having a hard time. Let me help you. Here's what we're gonna do. And that is so much better than, you know, asking or demanding an answer about why they're having a hard time or, you know, fine, okay, so you're not gonna even talk to me, you know, and, and all this stuff that just snowballs into you know, it started out as one thing and now it's another thing. And and by the by the time it explodes, it's really been a series of things. So being in control and being calm and knowing what you're going to do is so helpful. Even if you're, even if you feel like you don't know what to do, you have some tools, you know, from doing the program, or you can learn some tools by doing the program, um, watching some other videos, you know, just a lot of it is just coming alongside and like, let me help you. I can see you're having a hard time. So let me help you. I'm going to, um, then they, and even if they're not, like if kids are doing the right thing, you know, you can come alongside and they can do more of the right things if you can come alongside it rather than criticizing. So it's like your kids start picking up the toys and it's, and be thankful, be like, oh, thank you for picking those up. And then you can keep the motivation by just saying, let me help. I'll get, I'll grab some too, rather than, um, you forgot those over there, and what about that? And don't forget the fact that I told you three days ago that you had this toy over here and you didn't ever put it away. Remember when I told you that and you never put it away? Now we're in a battle. So just, you know, when you see momentum forward, like you want to encourage it and you don't want to go back into now you're you're bringing something in other than what you were doing and and you're kind of doing that that shaming, blaming thing, you know, and making your point for sure. But to what end, you know, what, and what is that going to do? Um, and the other thing about being in control is to recognize that you are in control of your buttons. Yes, they may be pushing your buttons. I have no doubt about it because 
Um, kids that that are fighting for control are incredibly annoying, especially for any parents that are also wanting to be, um, you know, have some control issues. Like, you know, we, that can be the hardest thing, you know. So that's why I want you to be really solid on what being in control is because it will help you even if you're a type A person that wants things done right now. And, and you know, it's like you can do that by being in control. You cannot do it by being controlling. The chaos will leak out everywhere when you're being controlling um, sooner or later. So um, so you're in charge of your own buttons and you're in charge of the triggers and how you're going to react to them. So yes, that might be a trigger for you. You hate it when they roll their eyes or they swear at you or whatever, you know, but you are still in charge of you. You can't, they, they are not in charge of you and you're not in charge of, of their reactions. You can help and teach and show a different way. Um, they are children, so they do need that guidance, but you also have to, you have to help yourself and, and show that and model that. So, you know, and remember that if it's hard for you, it's hard for your kids too. If it's hard for you to quit using a word or swearing, if it's hard for you to not give, you know, huff and puff and stomp around, um, mutter under your breath, you know, then it's hard for, it's, you know, it's hard for them too. Any of these changes are, are difficult. So that's why we, it, it takes connection and family to make those kinds of changes. Um, remember too, that you can let go of things that you cannot control. You can't control the weather. You can't control politicians. You know, you can't control so many things in this, in this world. And yet we can, we, we have to control ourselves and, and we got to teach our kids that too. Um, I think we have too many people that are just kind of swayed by whatever's happening, you know, and whatever, you know, somebody said something to them or did something or cut them off or whatever, you know, and nobody's just being responsible for their own self. Yeah, that, that, that sucked that that happened, but we've, we've got to find a different way and we've got to move on. Um, so just some things to remember, control is a trauma reaction and it's a sign that you might be more shame-based than you thought. You know, you, you would have to evaluate yourself and just realize like, yeah, and you're, you know, when, when the kids are ignoring me, when they've done this job half way when they um, are pushing the limits, when they have their own anger, like their anger could be a huge trigger for you. And and then you're reacting in the same way, right? You're frustrated. And so now, now they're seeing that frustration. You got to show them how to deal with frustration. You have to model for them and teach them and walk alongside them through all these emotions. So if you're really struggling to do that, then, then just know that that that's your struggle, right? And you got to learn it. And, and we all need to, and we're all, like I said, we're, this is about getting, getting better. Like you, you know, you're going to grow and mature because this, this kind of emotional thing is, is really emotional immaturity when we have to control everything. We see it in our kids, but we can see it in ourselves and, and we're changing and, and getting better. You know, there's, um, some, there's some connecting language, some different wording teams. You can practice those phrases. They're in your workbook if you've taken the parent class. There's all kinds of help out there for that, you know, but you may need your own counseling to deal with this stuff. And that's totally fine um, because you got to you gotta deal with your stuff so that you can be that solid object for your kids. And I always tell people, if you have a challenging child, like you should have a counselor because yourself, right? Like the kids always have counselors, it seems like. 
But I hope that the, the parents do too, because you got to know how to take care of yourself and you got to know how to work through your own emotions. And, um, and, and it's just going to take practice. You know, you're going to get better and better and better. And, and, and it's, it's amazing, you know, and it's, it's you're going to look back and you're gonna be like, man, I wish I would have known that when my oldest was this age. Right. But it's, it's, it is a work in progress. And, and I think it's a, it's part of our human work here is how we overcome these obstacles. And sometimes the obstacles are ourselves, you know, how we get better. So remember that you are their guide and you are their teacher and that it's hard and that even though kids can learn all this stuff in counseling about how they're going to control their anger or deal with their frustration. Um, I always ask kids when they used, when I used to see kids in my office, I would tell them, you know, well, you know, what are you going to do when you're angry? And they would give me their answers that they had learned, you know, like they're going to breathe or they were going to take a walk or they were going to walk away or whatever, or they were just not going to get angry anymore ever, you know? <laughs> and, but then I would ask them like, well, in your family, what do other people do when they're angry? What, what do people do in your family when they're angry or frustrated? How do you, you know, if you look at the mountain of escalation, how do you get calm? What do you do? What do you do when you're, when you're fed up with your kids? Can you, can you ask for a break? Can you take a time out? Can you model that for your kids? Like sometimes you have to, I have to take a time out. Like you guys are fine. They're just being, kids are perfect at being perfectly kids, right? Like they're perfect at being themselves. They have very little skills. You know, we have these, we have these skills, we have these life experiences, and yet we still struggle, right? With these feelings. And so we have to help them to learn that. So they're doing it the best they can. And, you know, and they're, you know, some of your kids are really strong. They're going to push back. You start being too controlling on them then they're, they're going to, it's, it's like you're trying to clamp down on them and it's going to ooze out in their behaviors. You know, they're, they are going to, to, to either get more aggressive or they're going to say something that they know is going to push a button or they're going to do the thing that you don't want them to do. Um, it's like when they're really little and they start doing all the things they're not supposed to do because they just need a nap. Right. So we have to, we have to, we have to tell them, they are going to tell you, I'm tired. I need a nap. Instead, they're going to start doing all these things. And so then you you can say, oh, they need a nap because they cannot listen anymore. They're not able to follow directions. And our kids are the same way. They need a break or they need us to come around it a different way. And we're their guide and teacher. And so, you know, it's they might not appreciate your help for a long time. And that part is really, really hard. But that is the way that it is. But you cannot demand that they learn just because you want them to. You know, and you work on it. And you're working on it as a family. And if it takes the whole 18, 20 years that they're in your in you know in your home to learn it, it's okay because that's what it's gonna take. But they're gonna they 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 need this skill set. And so they might not be open and receptive to it, but we're learning together. So you have to keep modeling it and you have to keep doing it. For how long? Until it forever, right? Because we I mean, I still wanna be able to talk to my family the right way. I want to get better and better at communicating with my with my spouse. I want to get better and better at communicating with my kids and my grandkids. And so, you know, it doesn't it doesn't change the pressure of what it feels like right now. It it will change because the kids do grow up and they do get older. But it's not going to get better on its own. You're going to have to be intentional about making these changes from being in control. Some things that you can do to gain control um, without being controlled is recognize the power that you have as the adult and the parent. 
So it's like your kids may be really pushing to, you know, why can't we do this? And why, you know, I want to do it. And I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to do this and all of the stuff, right? Where they're pushing, 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 pushing. And, but just you're, you're in charge. It's okay. The chances of them, you know, really owning their own phone, owning their own car, um, having their own house, you know, buying their own food, all of this stuff right now that, that well, they're living under your roof is very, very small. So you have all of that. I'm not saying that you withhold it in order to get control of your kids, but you have all the power. Like, I want to go do this too, but in order for us to do this, we got to get this done first. And it's on your schedule and you're the one setting it up. Where, where you get controlling is when you then add three or four more things. Well, now I don't like the way you're acting about it, so we're not going to go. Or now I don't like this, or, I, or you know, and you didn't, you didn't do this well enough, or whatever it is, right? So we start adding more into it. That's where the boundaries get broken down, and that's where we lose motivation in our kids to be compliant. So create that schedule and that routine, and you're in charge of that. But again, it's not that micromanaging. It's to use that so that you have that. It's kind of that ability to guide and direct the day, you know, so the good things that they want to have happen, you know, whether it's a, a treat or getting to go somewhere, like that all comes from from you. You know, really every, everything is is coming from you. You know, you wouldn't have the house that you have. You wouldn't have, you know, you know I have, I have to talk to parents about, they don't have to drive if they're not ready to drive. If you can't trust them to do the right thing, they don't need to have their the phone, or they don't have to have you know be have to go over to someone's house to play if they're not acting appropriately. Like you, you have a lot of resources there, you know, because they are dependent on you, and so you don't have to demand. You want to think about creating a path, and you you have you can put things bumpers along the way that obstacles that keep them on the on the path but it's up to you to help create that path and to get them on that path also to just remember that you cannot demand that i don't want you to demand something that you can't follow up on so you have to plan before you demand right so if you're going to direct the day and you're going to tell the kids like um like i was working with a family and we were talking about it's like you can tell your child like you need to come sit by me but you also need to know that if they refuse, you're going to have a plan of, okay, well, I will come help you come sit down. And so you might have to do that and physically help them, but you have to be, you know, like you have to be careful, like, or you can wait, you know, and you can be waiting until they can come sit by you, you know, so you don't, you're not going to always force. I don't want you to force. I want you to learn to use that, that power that you have by waiting and by using the power of, of the language that we use with that. It's like, we can't start until you come sit down. And then once they sit down, it's like, then if you're demanding like, okay, I want you to look at me or I want you to, you know, sit up straight or I want you to, you know, do all these other things. Like if you don't have a plan on how that's going to happen, then you're just making demands that that you have no, no follow-up, no plan for. So um, I'm not going to physically force a kid to to put their head up or to look at me. But I might wait to start until they're looking at me. I might wait to say something until they're looking at me. Um, sometimes it doesn't matter. The first thing I asked for was for them to sit there. I didn't say that they had to sit up straight or they had to, you know, sit a certain way. If I wanted it to be a certain way, I should have said that at the beginning. I need you to sit by me, and I expect you to be 
you know, have your hands folded or whatever, you know, and, and then, and then we can wait, but you can't, I don't want you to physically force them to do these things. And so be careful what you demand, you know, it's the same thing with change, you know, change your tone or whatever. It's like, you can't, you can't force that. So you don't, that's not what we can address right now. Right now we're working on a bigger picture of just being compliant or, or, um, you know, even though they, they didn't want to be there, they, they showed up and they were there, you know, so, oh, good. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Let's go. Like, we're not going to now camp here and talk about and, you know, harass you basically about the way that you did it. So that's, that's how you can stay in, in control without being controlling. You remember that you're the influencer. You're not the one that can make them change, but you can influence those, those positive changes. You provide security and you guide them through their anxiety responses and support them as as you guys learn together. So you're supporting them as you learn together. And then remember that autonomy and regulation are essential. So helping them, like that's why we can't force somebody to calm down, right? We can't force them to do a calm plus five. We can't force them to get regulated. You know, you better calm down right now, good luck, right? Like you better calm down right now and then they can co-regulate with you. Um, and they do that by re by keeping their autonomy. Like, um, And so the only time that, that, that we have to use control over a person is when they are out of control. Um, but we have to be really aware if we were the ones that pushed them and pushed them and pushed them until they lost control. So if we can come around it in a different way by using, you know, the power of waiting or just being consistent of like, you're going to have to say yes, mom, or we're not going or, you know, something like, like that. It's like, you know, then, then we can do that, but we can't, we can't, you know, we're not going to force them to do that. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to use like that kind of external control in, um, with our, like physically, just because we don't like the way they're acting. Um, we have to give them their autonomy to come around. And that's the other thing too. You know, if you think about how we are as people, if somebody is demanding that we change our attitude or that we straighten up or whatever, it's like there's something inside of us it's like, you know, no, I'm not, you know, and we've just made them dig their heels in more. Where when we let go of that, that tug of war of like, you know, of, of that, then we're able to come around in a different way. And so it may be that, you know, yeah, they didn't have a good attitude about going on that walk, but as you're going on the walk, you're able to walk side by side with them and it's okay. Like you, you keep the relationship important and established, right? Because we're all growing and learning together. And then last thing is you're going to change your interactions. So use connection for change and build the relationships in your home. And that's, that's how we, you know, work through that and gain that confidence. If you, so then you can say, you know, who's in charge? Parents are in charge, you know, all the time, not not just some of the time. So, you know, that is a big piece of what of what we work on in the family program because I want you to have that the confidence to do that. So, um, it's a lot of information, but also there's a a a book I read a long time ago, and I don't know if it's still in print, but you might want to look at um, how to talk so children how to talk so your kids will listen or how to talk to kids so kids can learn. Some of those books have some really good connecting language in it. Um, it might be really, really helpful for you. And then in your workbook, if you've taken the, the class, um, there's connecting words. And also I have a book coming out 
in the end of July, and it will have more connecting words and connecting language, you know, instead of this, say this, you know, kind of stuff that could be really, really helpful. And it is for me too, like I have to practice and and there's a lot of times when I have to go back over a conversation and think, okay, I could have said this differently or I could have done that differently. And if you're really stuck in that controlling mindset, it's going to be really hard for you to learn and grow yourself of how you could do it differently. You might beat yourself up that you did it wrong, but you're not going to learn. What, it's not just about beating yourself up. It's like, oh, okay, next time I'm going to really try to do it this way. And it, and you'll be amazed when you start seeing the changes in yourself first. So best wishes to you and leave any comments and, um, and uh, feel free to contact us if you have more questions. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.